Welcome to Ignite Visibility University Interview Edition, where we learn from the top marketers in the world, what drives them, their mistakes, their wins, and secrets to success. This podcast is brought to you by Ignite Visibility, one of the top digital marketing agencies in the nation. Hey, Ignite Visibility listeners, hope you're doing well. Today, I have Tamara Yorvoy, who is here, and she is coming to us from her position where she is a senior digital marketing manager at Meltwater. And her specialties are digital and global marketing, demand generation, search marketing, SEM, SEO, PPC. So a lot of the same stuff that I love to do. I'm so excited to have her here today. Tamara, how are you doing today? And uh, what's going on with you today? Hey, doing really well, staying busy uh, in ever-evolving um marketing realm i guess that's how we're all navigating nowadays how are you i'm good thanks for asking so you are the senior digital marketing manager i I would love to hear just a little bit about that role what is your kind of like day-to-day look like there yeah so currently in my role i oversee all our uh, digital lead generation programs and uh, growth Um, meltwater is actually a global media intelligence company that has over 30,000 clients with 55 global offices worldwide. So it's a, it's a very big mix of the programs that we run here when it comes to just digital marketing in general. Wow, that seems like a pretty, pretty big, uh, you know, endeavor to be a part of. And I've, I've followed your stuff online. I absolutely love the updates and kind of the energy you bring to things. Um, do you guys have a fairly large team there? Are you lean and mean? We are lean and mean. Uh, Although we are a very large company, um, our marketing team runs almost like we are in um, like a startup world, which is what I like. I am always fast paced, uh, moving, you know, as marketing is. Uh, So so I I like the rhythm that we have currently uh, and the dynamics of the team. I absolutely love it when it's lean and mean. I feel like you get to touch more things, you know, kind of be, make more of an impact, be more of a part of, uh, you know, the, the marketing environment. So for me, um, working in different marketing departments and stuff over the years, I always loved it when I got to kind of get in there and, and get my hands dirty, so to speak, and uh, really, really affect the marketing. So Yeah, I agree with you 100%. This is why I'm with Meltwater here today. Awesome. So, you know, one of the things I always like to learn about people who are in, you know, fantastic positions like you is, is how did you get there and, and what kind of drives you to do what you do every day? Oh, thank you so much. Um, well, it's very simple. I, I started studying marketing and international business back in college. And then during my time in college, actually, my dad was brave enough to start his little business back in Serbia, where I'm originally from. So as a sophomore and junior in college, I started kind of tinkering with, you know, website design and consumer behavior. Uh, Since, you know, you get this um, education in college, but then you never get the chance to do practical. So my dad's side of the business, you know, as a one single entrepreneur. He needed help from marketing side, obviously. So I took that upon myself and then built the entire marketing and brand for, for, for my family business. That's essentially how I got my hands involved in marketing. Uh, and then from there, you know, I just got the first job, uh, moved out from college town and in, into marketing agency. And I never looked back. That's really, that's, that's all of it. Um, 
when it comes to like what really drives me every day, I would just say um, personal curiosity and what I call athlete's mentality, uh, where I'm just simply trying to do my best personally and professionally to improve little by little every day. I just feel like, you know, consistent growth is so important in our field lately. You know, you always have to be learning, always have to be studying. I mean, what, what does your process look like for that? I mean, do you just comb the news a little bit every day? Do you try things on your own? Um, how do you kind of stay up to date? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think you touch um, on marketing updates, especially touching digital on your LinkedIn every week. So that's one of the oh, ways thanks. I digest information. And as you mentioned, almost every week, we, you know, we have Google algorithm changes, you know, weekly almost, I feel. Um, and then there are big things that are shifting um, as AI and voice search and um, you, you know, just trying to stay on the top, dedicating time on my calendar and being organized about it. Um, I think it's very easy just to fall into those, you know, action items that we have to do in our job, but we sometimes forget um, education is part of it. So I, you know, if I get invited to an event, um, thankfully in San Francisco, there is so many of those that are free and walking distance. So you can just go for an hour during lunch break and, you know, learn something new. Um, so, so I'm trying my best to really devote the time uh, on monthly basis, weekly basis, uh, just to keep up and, and always stay curious, right? To talk with my peers in the industry and see if I may be missing something, right? Or if I can learn something new that I can improve in the programs currently running. That's great. You live in San Francisco. There are so many events there, you know, in our field. It's just a great place to be with, with how, how tech heavy, you know, the city is. And, you know, one of the things that, that I find really interesting nowadays, and, and thanks for watching the, the weekly updates and everything, but, you know, even when I do those updates, I always think to myself, oh, wow, you know, here's five more things that you could do. And, and the next week, here's another five things yeah. you could do. And another, there's just so many ways to do marketing right now. So I just, I feel like strategy is more important than ever. And, you know, I would ask you, I mean, you know, running your program and, and just in general, like, where are you seeing some of the biggest successes right now in marketing? Yeah, that's a great question. So currently, since I'm in B2B space uh, mainly, um, I would say that the most potential and the success I have been seeing is with digital uh, generally. However, traditional marketing, um, I feel, is almost kind of coming back. Uh, so if incorporated with digital, digital, it can be super successful. Oh, so you think traditional's making a comeback, huh? So almost like a retro comeback from TV and uh, and billboards again? Well, not not necessarily TV and billboards. I would say um, uh -huh. uh, basically, like I remember being in B two C in real estate once. I was in marketing in the real estate industry, and um, you know I was advising against uh, like print advertising. I was so, no, 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 everything needs to be going digital, ship the budgets, let's do this. And now I'm kind of incorporating like printed pieces and gifts, <laughs> you know, um, yes. with digital. And I'm making a lot of impact. So that's what I really meant about um, traditional, more on a, on a printed side, something that's tangible. Because, for example, emails nowadays are getting so cluttered, right? To get to people, it's getting harder and harder. 
Um, so I feel like, uh, you know, having events, having that one-to-one -one time or, you know, sending a gift or a package, something nicely put together that can follow with digital campaigns um, can be super successful. Wow, Tamara, thank you so much for saying that. Ignite Visibility listeners, I think you just got an awesome, awesome piece of information from a true expert. So in the B2B space, when you want to impact big clients like Tam Tamara does, you know, sometimes it's, it's much better to do something physical, send them something physical, get in front of them, follow up with a phone call, nurture that relationship, and, and then of course, you know, try to get them into some digital program like a remarketing sequence or, or sending Facebook ads you know, to, to, to a mailing list that you have of these customers. So I, I really love that, and that's just you know, the B2B side, you, know, you don't wanna just be spraying advertising everywhere, you wanna be a lot more targeted. So Tamara, I think that that's a really, really great point. You know, a, a nice package showing you care to a targeted customer, um, that's a really, really good idea for your space. So that, so thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, anytime. I'm, I'm just excited about it. I believe in, um, you know, that's where, you know, as a marketer, you always ask yourself, um, well, what's keeping you excited, right? So for me, currently it's ABM and um, voice search. However, I'm not going to cover voice search generally since I think you are doing a terrific job at sharing on your weekly LinkedIn update posts, um, what's happening at Voice and where is marketing taking place in the next two, three, five years. Um, and I believe you also wrote on Search Engine Land uh, covering that topic. So if anyone needs more info on Voice Search, please talk to John or follow John and you'll get oh, a lot you. of info. <laughs> So let's talk about ABM a little bit because this has been something that has been more and more important even for my my business as as we've grown. We're we're nowhere near the size of you guys, but we do have maybe 160 clients, and then we've kind of got some that are are really really big. And um and so talk to me about ABM and and your process process for doing that and why it's important for your business. I'd love to hear more about it and just learn about it. Yeah, absolutely. So ABM stands for account-based marketing, and it's actually not a new concept. In fact, it has been around for a while. However, in the last few years, it has been picking up marketers' attention. Uh, what excites me the most is basically pairing ABM and intent data to drive pipeline growth. Um, I'm actually that kind of marketer that gets excited once I successfully increase quality of leads that are coming in and I get my sales team all on board and excited and happy. And as a result, I, I personally can enjoy seeing increased average contract value, um, which I have seen some success with um, and has been keeping me excited about the programs I run. Um, I think there is a large shift in mentality that marketers need to make. For example, to capture a larger pool of potential prospects, getting to them earlier in the decision-making process, instead of actually waiting on those contact us forms to come in, marketers need to, or marketers need to be more proactive, in my uh, guess recommendation, and start relying on um, engagement data and intent to recognize trends and segment audiences so we can capture a larger pool of buyers, enable sales and not wait on prospects to self-identify themselves so much, like they would do in a traditional way by um, you know, filling in a form or going to website and requesting a demo or pricing. 
Yeah, I absolutely love that. I love that idea of putting the information out there, seeing who engages with it. That engagement then becomes almost like a micro conversion that gets them into a funnel. And that's a lot of how we actually approach our Facebook uh, marketing here and our social marketing is because, you know, you, you want to get the message out there and see who engages. A lot of it is not search-based. It's not people looking for things, but it's people who are noticing things and then realizing they want it and then nurturing them. So it sounds like that you are leveraging um, these first and third-party intent signals. Talk to me a little bit about what you're doing there and, and why, why you're excited about that. Yeah, so currently, like you mentioned, we, we are leveraging the, the data and intent signals we are getting to basically orchestrate buying experience and as a result, generate you know hover, uh, higher average deal sizes. Um, so th- there are a few ways how we are going about it. Currently, you know, first party intent data can be accessed through basically Google Analytics or Marketo or um, you know any platform that marketers use internally. Um, for the third party uh, intent data, um, they can come from a vendor. I currently use it from a tool that um, I'm using to run my ABM programs. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's great stuff. So. Um, in addition to that, I mean, I know that you've been putting some work into personalizing um, the buying experience and trying yeah. to do that by whatever the, the actual intent topic is. So how does that play into this system? Yeah, that's basically all based on um, activity performed. So uh, monitoring engagement and specific activity from accounts that are being targeted. And once engagement reaches a certain level, it basically gets passed to sales. However, a lot of marketers, I feel, stop at the sales level. Like as soon as the sales picks it up, like marketing almost forgets about them. However, in the programs we are running here, um, we are you know, following the sales cycle and then optimizing basically um, the, the based on intent that programs that are moving and then how we are moving them along in in the pipeline. Um, So from the start of the sales cycle, marketing continues to support sales with different campaigns. And sometimes they are digital and sometimes they are printed, like I mentioned earlier. It really depends on the segment of the audience we are working with and what their needs or interests and responses are. Absolutely love that nurturing sequence. And we've done stuff like that too, as far as, you know, sending somebody a book, um, you know, uh, hitting them with, with some ads, uh, you know, an email automation sequence. Um, I always like to get clients a big gift basket right when they sign up, just because I'm happy that's even after they started, you know, just let the customer know that like you care, you're in it for the long run, that, um, you know, this is a targeted thing. We really want to work with you. We're going to be a good partner and we're going to show you that, you know, and it, and I, that's how you guys are approaching it too. That, that is really um, just refreshing to hear. And I, I love that, that you're kind of doing it that way. Um, so shifting gears just a little bit, I remember, um, you know, when we first connected a while ago, mm-hmm. we were talking about tracking and I've talked to a lot of people about tracking lately. And in fact, the next podcast that's going to be coming out or one of the podcasts that's going to be coming out is, is with um, somebody from Qualcomm and they were even having some tracking issues. So what I wanted to ask you about is, you know, biggest pain points for marketers today is tracking one of them. Do you have other ones? You know, what are some of the problems that we need to kind of solve together? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, I'm glad you're 
covering tracking because without tracking, there is no ROI of marketing. <laughs> and then if you want to, you know, uh, you prove the value in the company, I think that's, it comes down to ROI. So I would say the biggest pain points are basically three things, at least in my case, which is tracking, um, attribution, and um, dealing just with uh, dirty data. Yeah, absolutely. And so on those points, and it sounds like you, you did get that kind of figured out and you've got that going, but when you're tracking even the offline stuff, and, and, and just since we're talking about it, I mean, how, how are you tracking that? Are you tracking it based off of calls, um, if clients reference it, just, just as simple as that? Uh, well, it gets a little bit tricky, so we need to, you know, yeah. um, collect all that information and kind of unify it uh, since, you know, we never know how person decides to convert, right? Uh, would it be a phone call or is it you know, a form or how are they going to simply say, send an email to sales uh, directly, let's say. So um, there are tools that are currently helping us track. So for example, for packages, um, you know, you have a tracking that basically sends a signal in CRM when the, uh, you know, packages is received and then sales can add like, let's say next point uh, of touch if that is like however strategy is put together um, and follow up continues uh, along the funnel. So there are, there are programs that can help um, in that essence um, that can help us on daily day to tasks which were more manual back in the day and not really reliable. That sounds like a great system. And so Ignite Visibility listeners, you just got a great tip on, on B2B targeting and, and kind of one of the best ways to take a look at it. Um, so, so shifting gears just a little bit. Um, so there's been a lot of new innovations in marketing and the innovations seem to just, just keep coming. And, and I know we talked about that a little bit earlier, but you know, one of the ones, for example, I've seen is push notifications. I'm seeing a lot of people do push notifications now. Um, we started really making um, a push for that, no pun, I guess pun intended, um, recently. And um, you know, we're, we're getting you know, thousands and thousands of subscribers for ourselves and clients and some great click-through rates. I mean, that's just one example of things. Um, but what, what are you excited about like innovation-wise? I know the ABM's working for you, but is there any like new shiny object type of thing that, that you're thinking about testing outside of ABM and voice search? Yeah. So, you know, personally, like I mentioned, I'm trying to follow and stay current with trends. So I am actually excited about what um, AI can do and how can really help us to optimize marketing day-to-day -day tasks. So for example, cold tracking can be an example I can use in this essence. So for a lot of marketers, cold tracking can be a manual task where you listen to a call that, you know, come in and then if quality is there, you collect all the info and you push it in CRM. However, with um, voice recognition and AI taking place, this task become or become, became, I guess, more automated. Um, AI can currently help us analyze call experiences and conversions at scale. So uncovering our uh, actionable insight um, and then automatically pushing that information into CRM is uh, you know, helping marketers to stay away from those manual tasks, uh, which is, I guess, super nice. Um, so we can spend our time uh, on some other <laughs> aspects instead of uh, you know, some that require more day-to-day -day, um, tracking. 
And do you think, you know, I mean, you're talking about AI. One of the main places I'm seeing AI show up or people try to make AI show up is, of course, in the voice search. And, and we won't go into that, but also in, in chatbots for websites. I yeah. mean, just as a marketer in general, like what is what is your interest level in like a, some type of AI driven chatbot? Do you think that that's something that you're going to try to push for for your company or, or do you feel like it's not something you are? Uh, we are actually utilizing that to some extent. Um, our company is uh, heavily invested in AI in a few companies in the last few years. Um, so even our platform, Meltwater platform, relies on AI quite a bit. So for example, for uh, PR, comms, and even digital marketing people, you know, you have media mentions that come in and then assigning if the mention was negative, positive, or neutral, is a pretty much, you know, Google Doc kind of manual task. Uh, at Meltwater, we, we, we can use that information and then learn from data that's coming in and then assign, you know, is it neutral, positive, or negative mention that came in and how is that really, you know, shaping brand's perspective and capturing the share of voice a company can have. Yeah, that's really exciting. I mean, I, I think, you know, new things that are really coming into the marketing mix, definitely chatbots, definitely voice search. I think push notifications are really exciting. I don't know how long lived the push notifications are going to be. Um, you know, Facebook Messenger uh, that I'm seeing some people do do well with that. And, you know, and then there's in the advertising side, there's so many different new audiences that are coming in and so many different new ways to advertise and social sites. So, um, you know, I, it's, there's a lot. And so I, I would, I would wonder when, you know, you're kind of structuring your marketing plan towards the end of this year and next year. I mean, how do you go about that planning process? Like, what does that, what does that look like for you? Well, first, you know, we take data and analyze what worked uh, and definitely take a look at things that didn't work. Um, then we take a perspective from um, like revenue, what has helped us to generate the highest revenue um, for the company in general. And then we try to align uh, company's goals in where, which area we want to grow with our strategy for 2020. That's kind of how we are approaching it um, at the moment um, so that we are all aligned across the board and, you know, you don't have different teams doing X, Y, Z um, because in a larger company it can be, a, um, you know, it can be a challenging task. You have a product, you have product marketing, you have marketing, uh, and then you have a company, right? What are we trying to achieve as a company? Uh, so staying aligned and communicating um, about the products that are coming in and uh, aligning strategy. Uh, that's kind of how we go about it. But it really starts uh, with revenue in general. Absolutely a perfect answer. I love that answer. You said it briefly, but I mean, and I've heard um, different companies describe their planning processes in so many different ways, but that's exactly how anybody should be doing it. So thanks for sharing that with us. Um, yeah. I always like to know, you know, from guests on, on the Visibility University, you know, so Outside of kind of the marketing side, you know, what are you most excited about in your life right now? Um, what's anything, anything big going on or exciting that, that you wanted to talk about today? Um, I don't know. That's a hard question. <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> uh, I, um, the opportunity to learn and grow, um, you know, with all these things that are happening daily um, and changing the marketing as an industry. Uh, I'm just excited to be a part of it and, you know, um, 
indulge, I guess, with all the information and tips that we can get um, to improve and learn and, you know, be the best version of ourselves we can be. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's the most exciting time um, ever for our field. And I hope everybody feels that passion from you. They feel that passion from me. I mean, the, the you know, I, five years ago, 10 years ago, it was really like SEO email and a, a little bit of paid stuff. And now everything is just ballooning. And I just feel like with knowledge becomes power to positively impact businesses. And it sounds like you kind of feel the same way. So. Yeah, absolutely. I am 100% with you on that. Um, I think if we are all improving together and we share our expertise, you know, we are collectively as a group getting better, right? So that's why I appreciate, you know, your everything you are doing because you're sharing so much through different channels, podcast or LinkedIn as a platform where you have your weekly updates. And I think it's very important just to you know, have um, marketers surround yourself with the marketers who you believe are experts in their fields, and you know, get them a coffee or get them on Zoom and just like brainstorm and see. Hey, I'm really stuck. I would love to get your thoughts on how are you going about this. Am I missing something? Did did I not learn something? Is there something that it's available and I don't know about it? So I think it's super important that we continue to. Absolutely. And, and, and thank you for saying that about me. I think there's a lot of people who can learn a lot um, from, from you as well. I mean, running the program that you are. So Ignite Visibility listeners, I want um, all of you to, you know, definitely follow tomorrow and then try to find out, um, you know, more information from her as she posts things online. Um, Tamara, are you doing any content marketing or anything now? Or are you, are you sharing information or are you kind of um, are, are you not doing anything public facing as far as marketing stuff? I mean, where can people find out more about you and, and follow you um, online? Yeah, I think the best platform for that would be LinkedIn. Um, I plan on writing more LinkedIn articles this year. Um, so that's in a pipeline, some of them touching on intent or ABM programs in general, but generally digital. And um, so for anyone who is interested in connecting further, LinkedIn would be uh, their best bet. Awesome. All right, everybody. You heard it from Tamara. You can follow her on LinkedIn. Thank you so much for being on Ignite Visibility University today. I absolutely loved those strategies. I mean, I think we got into some great stuff and people are really going to appreciate it. So thanks so much and have a great day and talk to you soon. Thank you, John. Thank you so much for having me today.